Hey friends, I hope this is finding you well. I want to tell you real quick about our latest sponsor, SK Kratom. Now, if you're over the age of 18 and are not familiar with Kratom, listen up. Kratom is natural. It's a leaf of a tropical evergreen tree mainly found on the island of Borneo. And some people would say that it uh, is kind of like a cup of coffee. Gage, have you tried Kratom? You said that you've you've uh, you've tried that in the past? Yeah, I've done, I, I used to take uh, Kratom a lot whenever I was going to school. It helped me, you know, calm down, but it's also kind of like a stimulant. So um, I felt that it helped me a little bit get through my day uh, when I was in university. Interesting. Uh, well, most Kratom consumers like Gage have said uh, that's an alternative to dangerous and addictive pharmaceuticals, so that's interesting. Kratom has also been scientifically proven to be safe. SK Kratom is the best in the business. They have been a top Kratom supplier for over six years and traveled to even Indonesia numerous times to see how and where their suppliers operate so they were able to weed out bad products and suppliers. SK put the effort in so you were getting the best possible product. SK operates as a legitimate herbal supplement business with rigorous standards to ensure the consumer has the highest quality, safest product, including testing by third-party FDA consultants to prove the quality of SK Kratom. So go to soapcorner.com and use the promo code WONDERS30 for 30% off your first order of $35 or more. That's soapcorner, S-O-A-P-K-O-R-N-E-R.com and code WONDERS30 for 30% off at soapcorner.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This product is not for use or sale by any person under the age of 18. This product should be used only as directed on the label. It should not be used if you're pregnant or nursing. Consult with a physician before use if you have serious medical condition or use prescription medications. A doctor's advice should be sought before using this and any supplemental dietary product. SK Kratom. Go get some, homies. Well, I'm very excited for this episode today with my pal, Joe List. Uh, we did the call while he was in New York and I was in LA. We did a little remote podcast, so I hope you enjoy. He's got a new special out. We talk about that. And uh, there's a lot of uh, fun uh, little characters and scenes and vignettes. And uh, he closes it out with a phenomenal sax talk. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Uh, if you're not familiar with Joe, check him out on YouTube. Like I said, Joe List, uh, his new special is called I Hate Myself. It's free. Go watch it right after you watch this episode of Jeremiah Wonders. And uh, check out the shirt that I'm wearing. Uh, this is my buddy Brady Matthews shirt. It's a Chris Farley shirt, if you can see that. Uh, he's selling those on his page on Instagram. Uh, he's a good buddy. And speaking of shirts, I will have a new merch site up and running soon. I know you guys have been asking about it, so I will let you know when that drops. And then I'm back on tour, so uh, check my Instagram and Twitter for updates on touring. But I will be uh, in uh, uh, Minneapolis as well as um, uh, Lexington, Kentucky uh, in the month of August, and I'll be adding more dates as the year goes on and trying to do safe and social distance shows. I love you guys. Thank you so much for the support. Leave a comment below, a like, that helps. Subscribe, leave a review on iTunes, push this baby to the top. Without further ado, please welcome Joe List to Jeremiah Wonders. Can I get uh can I get a check some sound from checks? your side, Joe? Yeah, sure. Hey, I'm Joe List, and for breakfast I had a whole wheat bagel with organic peanut butter, and I put it right inside my ass. Joe List on the podcast today, very excited. He just released a one-hour special on the YouTube's for free. You can watch it now. It's called I Hate Myself. Please welcome my pal Joe List to the show. Thank you, everybody. Happy to be here. And uh, well, thank you. 
I don't care about the people listening. No, no, no. The people listening, they voted you in, Joe. So it's it's very well, special that you're here. I wanted to amend that. I don't. It's not that I don't care about them. I care about them. I hope they're well, but I don't feel like I have to thank them. But if they voted for me to be here, then I will thank them also. Yeah, we took a poll. Um, I said, who do you want to come on the show? People kept saying Joe List. Uh, I've had uh, your pal Mark Norman. Both of you guys uh, do Tuesdays with Stories, great podcast um, together. And uh, they're like, uh, you know, we, we've had our Mark Norman fill. Where's our Joe List? So I wanted to, you know, fulfill the other half of that. Well, I appreciate that. I feel like I got off to a really bad start. And in my, in my head, I'm spinning out of control. I appreciate all the people listening. I love them. I'm grateful. And I hope none of them die anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, was, that was heartfelt. That was sincere. Um, and I appreciate it. I think everybody took that word for word to heart what you just said. So I, I appreciate that message. Yes, I care deeply about each and every listener. Now, sometimes what we usually don't do sound checks on the podcast. We did one before, and I gave you an intro after we had already kind of greeted. That's kind of what's weird about podcasting is we had already been talking for a bit, and then I gave you that intro, you know. Um, and your sound check is one of my favorite sound checks that I've had on a show here in a bit. Uh, do you remember what you said uh, for your sound check? Yeah, well, I said, so I was taught to test sound by saying what you had for breakfast, because a lot of times people will just say, hello, hi, hi. And so it's easier to say what you had for breakfast. But then I still have the comedy thing going where I feel like I'm bombing, even though I'm just testing sound. So I said I had a whole wheat bagel with organic peanut butter, and then I stuck it up my ass because I felt like I had to do something humorous and and funny to me is things in your ass well that's kind of what i appreciate about you and your fellow new york comic friends is uh i i think that like you guys are so good about punchlines and jokes at all times like i wasn't expecting a punchline but i was pretty delighted that you decided to put one in there i was like oh this is (laughs) is gonna be a good episode yeah, I came, I came to play. Even my sound check, I'm bringing the heat. And by bringing the heat, I mean, you know, talking about putting bagels in my asshole. Dude, this is the quality content that the listeners want and that they voted you in for that specific reason. Yeah, that's what people need. By the way, do you know why they call it a bagel? Why do they call it a bagel? It's because otherwise it would be a seagull. You see, because the bay and the sea are similar. <laughs> That's a uh, joke I remember from a joke book when I was nine. I I used to I we had book fairs in my school, and I I remember buying joke books and being like, "Oh, this is this is great. This is solid. This is solid material right here. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be funny yeah, I, at recess. This is great." I think that that joke I just quoted is probably from one of those books at one of those book fairs for sure. Probably, probably, probably um, so. I I know a million like that. Another one of my favorites is uh, how many skunks does it take to stink up a room? A how few. Many? <laughs> <laughs> you you and Mark have the perfect cadence to do those kind of jokes and me be delighted every single time because you you guys have like this. Uh, this classiness, this uh, this this classic tone in your voice, like this tonal quality. I can't really explain it other than like, I feel like we could transplant you and Mark in almost any era and you'd be fine. You know what I mean? Like like if you went back in time 
then it wouldn't be an issue where other people would be like, why does that person talking with the slang or whatever? You, you, I don't know. You have this, this, uh, this quality in your voice where, where when you say jokes, it's kind of like a timeless quality. Has anybody ever told you that? Um, not quite in that way, but, um, I appreciate it. I get a lot of, uh, radio voice things and, and you should do voiceovers and, and sports and such like, and things like that. But, um, yeah, I like, uh, I like, I like the old school style. Now I'm going into sexy voice. Oh yeah, yeah. Anytime you start getting a little bit more breathy, then that's uh, that's universal for I want to have sex with you. <laughs> I am out of breath. That's what I'm here for. I would. I'm trying to have sex with you specifically. Well, it's freaking working, dude. It's freaking working. Thanks, man. I I appreciate um, that. So I uh, I watched your special and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how I watched it because uh, this is probably a unique way that I consumed it. Uh, the first ten minutes I watched on YouTube, which I implore everybody to do right now. It's free. It's awesome. Uh, and just I'm just me as a comic. I'm a um, uh, I'm more of a the way I write and craft jokes. It's very based on act outs and physicality and stuff like that. So I was, I always appreciate guys uh, like yourself who are more of traditional joke writers with setup punch because there's so many jokes. There's like hun- literally hundreds of jokes and punchlines in your hour special, which is really as a viewer, like great to watch. So I want to compliment you on that uh, before I tell you how you. I consumed it. But uh, first 10 minutes watched on YouTube, then the rest of it, the next 20 minutes, I uh, I went on a hike, listened to it, and then my internet went out because it was uh, going up this steep hill. And then I, I listened to Enya for uh, 20 to 30 minutes. And then on the way back down, I finished it out with Joe Liss, I Hate Myself. So there you go. That was I my morning. That. Thought- that was my morning. That's a beautiful morning, and that's kind of a nice way to interject some Enya. I mean, people have done that before where they have comedy albums with like musical interstitials yeah and uh i might hit her up and see if i can get her to do my next hour i mean if you have a joke uh you know maybe i can do some enya maybe i can sing some enya and see if the if the uh the blending if you have any more of those uh those silly uh jokes from a joke book i'll try to do some some enya in the background lightly while uh while you tell a joke Oh, I'm happy to do that. I mean, when tell me tell me when I got whenever one locked you, and loaded. Okay, I got Enya locked and loaded. So uh, whenever you're ready. Um, a uh, grasshopper walks walks into a bar, and the grasshopper says, "Hey," and the bartender says, "We have a drink named after you." And the grasshopper says, you have a drink called Steve? People are still laughing at this point, so I'm, I'm patting it with more Enya than, than even after the punchline hit. Sure. So you see, because the grasshopper's name is Steve. Keep tagging it. Be the be be an unconfident comedian that doesn't think the crowd gets it, and keep tagging it while Enya plays. 
And grasshopper is a kind of drink. So the bartender is saying, we have a drink named after you, as in there's a drink called grasshopper. However, the grasshopper, he doesn't feel that it's unusual for a grasshopper to walk into a bar. So he thinks the bartender means Steve, which is the grasshopper's actual name. Of course, it's unusual for a grasshopper to have a name. So there's a lot of layers here in this joke, if you think about it. Dude, that, that, that's a killer combo right there. I think that was pretty great. I mean, because you kind of described it as, you know, you watch me for a while, then you switch to Enya. Mm -hmm. We just went both the same time. We kind of we combined went, the two together. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, that's a true like blend of, uh, of comedy and music right there. Yeah, but now, and you but know now I'm going to tell people to do this with your special. Now I want I want you to take a video of this if you're at home, and I want you to tag Joe List and I on Instagram or Twitter on this. I want you to put in one tab on your browser Enya playing softly, lower volume, and then Joe's jokes in another tab of his YouTube special, and then tag us in a video and send it, and, and I'll repost it because I'd like to see that. Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. I like it. By the way, explaining that joke actually was an enjoyable exercise for me because I, I did realize it was quite quite a layered piece of material, the grasshopper. <laughs> you start like contemplating every joke that you told as a kid, like in that, that, that joke book that you got from the fair, and you're like, these are brilliant. What have I been thinking all this time? Yeah, there's. I think um, Bill Burr used to do a bit about how there's somebody wrote all these jokes and they're really a brilliant writer. Like somebody had to have, an actual person came up with these jokes and they're pretty great. Yeah. I'm always uh, curious who submitted the jokes like on the popsicle sticks and then like who's, who are the writers for like the Snapple facts and stuff like that. Like I'm like, who are these ghost writers who, you know, they don't get credit anywhere on the bottle or anything like that. Like who, who are these people? Yeah, I think the joke that Burr used was, um, what's the difference between a Jew and a canoe? A canoe tips. And then Burr did a like a thing where he's like, do you understand that's better than anything I ever fucking wrote in my life? And that, that was kind of the, <laughs> the bit. You know that um, a joke is really solid when another comedian can just literally recite. You just explain to me another comics joke, and I'm like, yeah, that's solid right there. That's good. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a good bit. He's very good, Bill Burr. He's a good one. He's a good one. Uh, when did you shoot uh, your special? Because I know, um, obviously, a lot of stuff is shut down right now. But um, uh, I, it's it's awesome. Like I was stoked as soon as I saw that you were posting about that you were releasing it. I was like, oh, this is great. When did uh, when did you end up uh, shooting that? I shot it on March second. I know the date because I looked it up earlier because somebody else asked and I was curious. Yeah, March second, and then New York basically shut down March twelfth. So like ten days before everything. Wow. went down that's awesome yeah yeah i'm really grateful that i got it done because um that material like i just wouldn't even remember any of it now so it, i just kind of slipped it in under the wire yeah i'm uh i'm doing my first weekend headlining on the road since all this stuff started happening uh this this uh this coming weekend and uh i'm a little bit nervous because i'm definitely you know i'm, I'm I usually do an hour each show and I'm going to have to study my own material to get my chops back up to where it was. Cause I was used to doing it like 
pretty much every night of the week. And now I haven't done comedy like at all, like since the pandemic. Yeah, it's weird. I've done a few shows and uh, you're definitely in the middle of it. You're like, I don't know how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, like a few times I've just set up jokes and then been like, all right, that's that. <laughs> and then people are like, but what happened? What happened to the lady's tits? I don't get it. Uh, um, but yeah, it's tricky. You got to listen to some sets for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do some uh, some homework, uh, brushing up a little bit um, before I get back to it. Um, so you do an awesome podcast with uh, our our pal uh, Mark Normand, and uh, I feel like I have a pretty solid Mark Normand. And who would be better to judge it? than you yourself you spend so so much time with him so uh i figured we could maybe do like a mock tuesdays with stories right now and see if i pass your mark norman impression test what do you think i love this i'm, I'm excited <clears throat> all right here we go yeah uh, fake banner yeah the whole thing yeah sure no no a canoe yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to come in there. Hey, Joe. I, hey, how are you? Uh, pretty good, man. How, how are you doing? Little hungover, little gay, doing okay. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's not you, bad. You seem a little off. You know what's wild? Jizz and pants. Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? Jizz in pants. I don't know how it happened. Some gay guy jizzed in my pants. I don't know what's going on. How you doing? I mean, how did the jizz, I think how did the how did the jizz get in there? I don't know. I mean, come on, Joe. I mean, we gotta come on. We gotta get some questions going on here. We gotta get some answers. We gotta get some feedback. You went. You went a little Dennis Miller towards I, the end there. I, I, I did. I uh, apologize. I don't know where uh, that went. Yeah, we're now into full Dennis Miller. You okay, babe? But um, I thought it was pretty good. It's it's not the worst Norman impression I've seen. I'll I've take definitely it. seen worse. Not yeah, the worst. No, it's pretty good. I'll take it. Out to lunch. Check it out. YouTube. You queer? I like. <laughs> I like the I like the little asides that he does. That, that's that's yeah. That's a that's a good uh, that's a that's a good uh, uh, Mark thing. Uh, he told um, which we'll do with you at the end of uh, the podcast. He did a uh, uh, a sax talk segment where he talked about getting uh, a blowjob while a lady cut his hair at the same time. Um, so it was uh, that was that was an entertaining uh, story. Oh wow, that might is that when he lost his virginity? I don't know if I know that story. I know he lost his virginity in a salon of some kind, but that might have yeah. been another. Uh, that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think he has multiple hair salons. If he does, I mean, maybe I mean maybe he gets around even more than I thought. Who knows? He might. I mean, I think I think the periods in his life when he was single, it was pretty wild. I think it got a little out of control. Oh yeah. But you, you yourself, you are a married guy, right? How long have you been married for? I've been married for three years, but we've been together for nine, which I always feel like I have to say that. So Because people, they're like, oh, three years, you don't even know what's going on there. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, we've been together a decade, fuck off. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, I've been with my wife. Uh, uh, we've been married now 
over a couple of years, and but we've been together over ten years, so it's kind of similar boat. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, I like it. I'm enjoying it very much. Are you enjoying it? I actually enjoy it a lot. I think that there's way more benefits to being married as a comedian than not being married. I think that it's one of those things where uh, it's very nice to, you know, be able to go out on the road and then come home to a life that has nothing to do with with comedy. It's like really refreshing. And it really has grounded me a lot over the years, uh, just certain expectations and stuff of being in a relationship rather than being a single guy pursuing comedy. Because when I, I started off stand-up, I started off as just a single guy who moved out from Kansas to LA and it was just like that. And then she just, you know, happened to meet her along the way. And I was like, all right, okay. This is, this, this is, this is, this is the one. <laughs> yeah. See, that sounds delightful. My wife is a comedian also. So it's actually just a great big nightmare as far as that is concerned. Uh, I actually wasn't aware that your, that your wife is a comedian. I actually didn't know that about you. Yeah. My wife is uh, Sarah Silverman. Um, We've been married for uh, four years. You know her. She's been on. Um, she's been like the Ben Stiller movies. I've, I think I've heard of her. Yeah. Um, she's been. Uh, she she had like her own like program and stuff like too, right? Yeah, that was mine. I I wrote that. I created Did you write it. That? And Were you the EP on I that? Can't, I was everything. Director, EP, and Could've I. Give me I a played, job, homo. <laughs> um, no, my wife is uh, Sarah Talama. She's a comedian. Uh, oh, awesome! She just put out. A, she just put out an album. Yeah, she's wonderful. Very nice person. We roasted each other. What was that like? Like, cause I, dude, I, I like to keep my wife completely separate and out of uh, comedy, and and even I, I really don't even post that much uh, social media wise with my wife, just because I, I kind of like to keep those worlds separate. So I'm, I'm pretty interested to hear you like actually roasting that's like pretty personal that's literally like an episode of a storyline of crashing yeah we i think we did it first too or maybe they did it first i don't know but um we're better than them obviously right um yeah as as human beings of course but um no it was fun i mean we ended up we wrote jokes i hope this is okay to reveal but we had we wrote jokes together and we had some of our friends write with us. So we kind of went in being like, okay, those are your jokes. These are my jokes because you don't want to find out that you have a horrible dick or something from your wife at a roast battle. You know what I mean? Or that you have bad breath or some shit. So we kind of prepped together and went in together as kind of a team. Yeah. Well, did, did both of you hold true to that where you stuck to the script? Like you didn't sneak in any joke, like any curveballs or anything like that? No, no, we did a pretty good job of kind of sticking to it. Maybe I improvised a couple like quips or whatever, but nothing. Like at one point, um, Anthony Jezelnak, I think, said, uh, I had never heard of you. And I was like, nobody has, you know, stuff like that, but <laughs> nothing crazy. And, and then she talks to you afterwards. You're like, I was riffing. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just came <laughs> over me. I promise. I wasn't in the original. I didn't mean to call you a fat, ugly cunt. I just I was riffing. It's just something off the top of my head. It just, I don't know where it came from. But no, it was good. It was fun. I mean, we had a good time with it. That's awesome. Yeah, some of my favorite uh, jokes that you told uh, in your special were just relationship stuff with your wife and also uh, your some of your jokes about your aunt and then just your, uh, you have a chunk like kind of on doctors and stuff like that. Those were my uh, my my favorite uh parts of your special 
Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. All true. <laughs> and uh, my dentist, I had to thank my dentist because I see him so often and I just trashed him for like 10 minutes in there. And so I put him in the thank yous and I'm going there Thursday. I'm a little nervous that he's going to give me some extra business because I shit all over him on, on TV. Dude, hopefully he gives you a discount because that that would be like the best full circle thing to all of it. It would be nice. You would think I would. I mean, I spent so much money there that he offered to uh, whiten my teeth for free. And uh, I actually just found it insulting that after like $20,000 worth of dental work, he was like, and you have yellow teeth. Um, <laughs> but so I'll see him Thursday. We'll, I'll, get, I'll get the scoop on how he feels about You're it. You're like, this is the sickest burn anybody could have hit me with. He's like, hey, before, before you do that special, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whiten those teeth on me. It's complimentary. He, he did. By the way, I said no to it because I heard that it hurts a little bit. Like when you get your teeth white because they fucking like stain them or whatever. They're, ve they're very, uh, it's very sensitive. So sometimes if you get your teeth whitened uh, for like a week or so, uh, when you go to drink water or anything that uh, is either just extreme temperatures, it's very sensitive on your teeth. But it goes away. It does go away. Yeah. All right. I've, I've had yeah, my teeth whitened like uh, in the past before, so. I'm speaking from experience on this. All right. Welcome maybe, maybe back I to Teeth Whitening Talk with Joe List. Hi, I'm Joe List, and I'm afraid to have my teeth whitened. This is our show, episode 485. Should now, I whiten my teeth? Now, every episode, we dive deep into teeth whitening. Teeth whitening. Don't even get me started on that, Joe, because teeth widening, you shouldn't be scared of at all. You should dive right deep into that teeth widening. I am scared of getting my teeth whitened. As you know, as we've been doing this for 450 weeks, I continue to be a little apprehensive. Now, one of these episodes, I'm going to convince you. I just know it. Maybe I'll just try to brush harder still. No, no, no. That's bad for your gums. <laughs> and, and so forth. And that's why it's been going on for 400 episodes. Yeah. It's a, it's a three-hour show uh, times 400 episodes. <laughs> Someday. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to get into this next segment with you. It's called Fanning Out. Fanning out. So basically, I reached out to people on social media. They reached right back, and I said, uh, you got any questions or uh, any uh, potential scenes or characters that you'd like to see Joe List do? And uh, okay. one that came up consistently was your ultimate warrior uh, character. I'm guessing this yes. started off on a... I've never seen this personally, but it's funny. Years ago, this is literally... the. I've done this uh, a couple times now. I've done a, like an Ultimate Warrior impression, the wrestler, and um, just like just as is for like a couple roasts and stuff like that. And when I had on my full thing, multiple comments, and this was like years ago uh, when I've done, done it, and then I did it like probably six months ago, both times a bunch of people listed uh like in the comments are like have you seen joe list's ultimate warrior and i have yet to see it yet so i'd love to get a little preview or taste if 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 not putting you on the spot too much oh sure so uh it's yeah it's a character i did it's 
basically me, but if I was wearing Ultimate Warrior face paint and a ridiculous wig and just a little more worried than normal. It's very similar to the uh, the Chris Farley show, that old sketch, except uh, instead of delightfully dumb, I'm just uh, really scared. And so every... I'll ask somebody a question and then go, um, as they're answering, I say, do you think I have cancer? Stuff like that. It's kind of of that ilk. It's not really any kind of character I have to get into. It's just, it's very similar to me, but with face paint and no shirt. Okay. I, I get it. I, uh, is there's, there's link, <laughs> there's, there's links online, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can watch. I feel like that was very disappointing because I, I, it's not like a, uh, there's, there's no uh, there's no performance right it's very subtle it, it's it's like uh it's it, a big part of the joke is the visual of you in this and then you're like yeah you're worrying as the ultimate warrior i get it it's it's yeah. funny it's pretty much me in underwear and uh shoelaces on my arms and a big stupid wig but it's pretty funny it's weird like it it's got a really small following but very uh loyal people that like it really love it the couple times that i've done uh, my ultimate warrior impression. I blew my throat out both times just from yelling so much. Like I don't know how some of those wrestlers did that, like night after night, without completely just losing their voice permanently. It's crazy. I guess that's why some of them sound like a little, little nutty now. But I don't know. Oh yeah, I mean, like doing a Macho Man Randy Savage impression for like twenty seconds. It's forget about it. I have to take a week off of work, folks. <laughs> I don't know why I went into a character at the other. No, no, I realized no. as I was saying it, I sounded like a cheesehead, so I just went with that. No, I think I think that since these are from people who are uh, inquiring about this, I think you should end it all with addressing it like it's a weird audience that you're performing in front of. Adding adding tags like <laughs> you wouldn't know the half of it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I did not get the memo, if you know what I mean, folks. <laughs> and that's when she pulled out on me. <laughs> what? Woo! I've, I've had sex with my father. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you're just looking around like, oh, that that's not one of them. <laughs> so uh the airport was wild uh recently um uh this comes from uh nicholas bogdanoff um what is what do you consider the greatest performance of all time by an actor gender neutral term in a movie um i appreciate him uh specifying that because i'm a pretty 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 serious when it comes to um that kind of stuff. I get offended pretty easily, but, um, that's what I've heard about you. That's what I researched about you. When I watched your special, I was like, this guy knows all his pronouns. Yeah. I, that's something I am deeply involved with. Um, my favorite, the best before, I think I got to say Robert De Niro in raging bull would probably be my number one. I mean, the, the weight loss, the weight gain, he's up and down. He's, he's over and out. He's really, it's really something. I also love Al Pacino, Dog Day Afternoon. Those are my two favorite performances, I think. Is that good? Shit. Am I That's bombing? perfect. No, no, dude, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally, dude, every, anytime I do a podcast that's like a virtual or remote call, that is literally the thought inside my head after everything that I say. I'm like, am I bombing? Was that okay? Is this going all right? Because like when we're in person, you know, you can 
you can tell more in person just by reading people's social cues and like their face and stuff because you're right next to them how well the conversation is going but when it's virtual like this the entire time i'm just in my head and i'm just like um maybe i shouldn't have said that uh i hope joe likes me um we, if I think about it, Joe and I really haven't had that many conversations before this interaction, so a lot is riding on this for me right now for the rest of our relationship. Uh, hopefully he enjoys this. Hopefully he doesn't feel like this is dragging. Um, is he starting to wonder, like, is this one of those act-outs that Jeremiah was talking about, about being an L.A. comic? Because I don't know if I'm digging this so much. Um, and so forth, you know. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm glad you said it because that uh, that nailed everything I've that's going on in my brain. Also, <laughs> so that's terrific. Um, let's see here. Um, this comes from relevant underscore savant. Uh, does anxiety ever work in your favor in life or on stage? Does anxiety ever work in your favor? Hmm, that's interesting. Well, I guess anxiety. Years ago, I used to get a lot more anxious on stage, and I'd be physically losing my mind. And I guess then it, it doesn't hurt so much because it's like, oh, the guy talking about anxiety is freaking out. You can see it. It's funny. Um, so I guess that was good. I mean, I do think anxiety, the one positive of anxiety is it makes you very prepared. I'm very well prepared. I'm, I'm overpacked all the time. I'm really early for things. So um, it's good in that way, I guess. Although some might argue you could accomplish those things without being anxious. So no is the short answer, I guess. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to ask you this question. This comes from vegan.siegel. Uh, what bad music do you like? Well, I I don't think it's bad, but like I get I love Jack Johnson. People make fun of me. They're like, "Oh, we got a Jack Johnson, boo!" And uh, I think he's fantastic. So that's something I guess there's a guilty pleasure. Jimmy Buffett, I think, is like one of the most underrated songwriters ever. Um, I love Jimmy Buffett, but people think that because people think of like Cheeseburger in Paradise, and he's like a joke. But um, I think he's fantastic. So I guess do those qualify? Those definitely qualify. Uh, Jack Johnson, he's the guy who sang, uh, uh, is he the guy who's saying there's no, I think that's Jason Mraz. I think I get those guys confused. Jason Mraz and Jack Johnson. I think Jason Mraz is the guy who's like, open up your mind and say he like me. Is that Jack Johnson or is that Jason Mraz? That, that's Jason Mraz. Yeah. Okay. What's a Jack Johnson song? Jack Johnson, his early hits were like la da 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 la da 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 da. That was like a big one. That was oh, uh, okay. Now I know what you're talking Maybe pretty much always means no. That was like a big one. It was very chill. It's very chill. He's like a Hawaiian surfer guy, but he keeps right. you on an even keel. Yeah. Okay. And then Jimmy Buffett. I, have you ever eaten at a cheeseburger in paradise? Oh, yes, many times. I mean, I'm a uh, Jimmy Buffett fanatic. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm a parrot head, is what you would call me. <laughs> I've eaten at the restaurant. Pretty good. Pretty solid food with my family. Was it a super white trash outing? Yes, it was. Face on a head. Uh, question. 
Joe mentions how reckless he was growing up, getting drunk and jumping on cars and breaking pay toll barriers. Listening to his podcast, I can't imagine him doing that. What part of that reckless lifestyle still lives in him today, and how has he used it in his comedy career? That's an in-depth oh, question. Wow. Yeah, that's really uh, that's really profound. Um, la da 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 da, la da 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 da. I'm still angry. Yeah, I got lots of anger. I try to subdue. I'm kind of a crazy person. I pretend not to be. I gotta listen to Jack Johnson so I don't break things. Yeah, I mean, I still have a lot of that uh, anger and, uh, you know, anxiety and, and temper, but uh, I don't act out on it because I'm not drunk. Um, I still want to fuck all the time, you know, but I have a wife and I ask her politely if she'll fuck me. So <laughs> that's the game you know. right there, dog. That's the game. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, Joe um, List, man. We playing that same game, dog. Yeah, so you know it's still it's still in there, I suppose. But um, but much of it is gone, of course. I've settled down. I'm older. I'm wiser. Yeah. Do you like? Uh, I would. From you know, like I said, we haven't actually had a ton of conversations, really. Um, just a lot of it's. It's funny. I think that we have uh, the way that we've kind of passed along in the scene is we have been very like adjacent to each other. Like, uh, like when I go to New York, like I, like I, I kind of like loosely see you around and stuff like that, but, um, you know, I'm getting to know you more, like as this podcast kind of goes on, like, obviously this is like the longest conversation, uh, that we've had. Um, but sometimes I think when guys are associated with being nice comics, they sometimes have like a, a fire or sometimes an anger buried <laughs> deep within. And that's me for sure. Like I, I've got a, I've got a, a, a switch that is is very very dormant, but then it will rise up every once in a while, and only a few people have really seen it. But it can, you know, it can be a thing. Sure, yeah, I, th- I feel I feel similarly, and um, I, I mean, I've seen your slap fight on television, and um, that seemed like something. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, there's anger there. But I, yeah, I don't I don't lose my mind as much anymore because I'm. Uh, more even keeled and I'll go into my room and yell at myself in the mirror or whatever, instead of breaking things. <laughs> the visual of, of, of you just pointing at yourself in the mirror is <laughs> very funny to me. Like, how oh, are you doing this, Joe? Come on. It happens a lot. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time looking in mirrors being like, you piece of shit. Everyone hates you. You fucking loser. It's fun. Do you ever say nice things to yourself in the mirror? No, never. Like any, (laughs) that's the epitome of an LA question and a New York response. Like, do you ever say nice things to yourself in the mirror? Like, no, dude. Why? Why would I ever say that? Why would I ever? Why would I say something nice to myself in the mirror? Absolutely Um, not. Uh, this is kind of an interesting scene that somebody wants us to try to do together. This is PJ underscore. Mara underscore seventy seven. Somebody wants us to try to do a scene together where we have to spell out. Our curse words. Okay. So I, th- so I think there were a couple people who I think were angry about something, but we are not comfortable saying the curse words. So we have to spell it out like while we're venting to each other, if that makes sense. Oh, I see what you mean. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that. So this morning, 
I was at the post office in line for two F-U-C-K-I-N-G hours. And this lady wouldn't even give me the time of day. Wow. I have been there before. I mean, it sounds like the same C-U-N-T that I uh, bumped into over at the the, uh, grocery S-T-O-R-E the other day. I um I stepped in dog S H I T and then I smeared it in uh, this L A D Y's face and um I thought I'd spell some extra words just for fun. Don't get me started on B I T C H E S is. I mean seriously. I mean where do these where do these W H O R E S come from sometimes? Just out of the gutter? I'm trying to make eye contact with this lady at the post office. She's not giving me the time of D A Y. Do you know who you're dealing with? B A S T A R D? Yeah. I mind shooting a little C U M into her face. Uh, if she's gonna be acting out like a like a goddamn piece of s h i t again, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to punch her right in the a s s h o l e, just clean right through, just kick her right in the p u s s y, and just grab her n i p p l e s and just say, "Who's the boss now, Tony Danza?" And also f u c k her mother. Two. Don't even get me started on M O T H E R F U C K E R S. Oh. oh. <laughs> I think we nailed it. Dude, we nailed it. Dude, the scariest part, like, uh, let me tell, let me go back to, to telling you about, like, what was going through my head, like, all during that bit. It was, is literally like, oh, uh, should I end that like a beat ago? <laughs> I can't tell if there's a delay or if Joe is still enjoying this or not enjoying this, but I'm going to do one more beat and maybe he'll call it off after we do one more. Again, I feel similarly, and I think there is a second delay. I think there's like I a think half a second delay. So, dude, that second is soul-crushing to me. <laughs> it's literally, like as a comic, you know, we're, we're, we're always feeding off audiences and stuff. That one second, everything just slows down tremendously yeah i'm having the same same issue and i keep being like i need to kill myself as soon as this is over (laughs) that's how i'm feeling there's a split second that you're like that got nothing dude i haven't done any of the the virtual zoom shows while this has been going on because of just my fear with that. I'm like, eh, I, I think I can wait. I think I can wait till, or, or you know, till social distance audiences around again, or however we end up doing it. You know. Yeah, I've done a couple things, and it's weird because sometimes also like your connection just sucks, and you're in the middle of a big act out or something, and then you re- then you look at the screen, and everyone's like this, like no one, everyone, everyone's like we can't hear you, and then you're like, fuck, I just told like an eight minute story, and they're like, no, you were muted. You're like, but I crafted a perfect callback at the end of that story, and it got nothing. Yeah, we don't have context for that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 
Now, do you you're a big fan of Chipotle? Is that true? Because you mentioned it in your special, and then there was a lot of comments about Chipotle in the feed as well. So I want to touch on that before we go to Sax Talk. Yeah, I love uh, I love Chipotle. I eat there. Um, I stopped eating there for a while because I had a acid reflux issue, but then I stopped caring about acid reflux and just dealing with it. And now I get a burrito delivered almost every day. And um, a long time ago, we started telling fans or encouraging fans to bring us Chipotle gift cards, and we've gotten about seven thousand dollars worth of Chipotle gift cards over the years. It's insane, like stacks of them. It's You're- wild. Have you gone anywhere close to like going through that amount? Like that—that's a lot of Chipotle, seven grand worth of Chipotle cards. Well, it's over the years, but yeah, we we have because it's over the years, and we go, we both go all the time. Like I go several times a week. Oh, and, well, there you go. Um, yeah, and a lot of them are for 10, 15, 25 bucks and then you use that and then I'll spread it around a little bit. We'll go, I'll go to Chipotle with three or four people and be like, "I got they're all on me, baby." That's awesome. It's pretty now, great. Now, if you yeah. okay, if, if you're you're an expert on Chipotle, obviously, you you have your probably your go-to s- stuff. Is there any secrets or any tips that you can give to somebody who may be going to Chipotle soon cuz I love Chipotle and that's one of uh, the gifts that my mom will give me for Christmas time and stuff is Ch- Chipotle gift card. So I'm I'm always going there around the holidays and stuff. Well, all I can say is I get a burrito and the reason I get a I used to always get a bowl because you can mix it up. You can mix and match. Where if they make a burrito, sometimes it'll be all rice on the bottom, and then your queso's on the top, and then you get a bite with all rice. But I didn't know this. You can request them to stir it up a little bit, and uh-huh. they hate you. They hate you for asking, but they will do it, and uh, that allows it to be a little more better distributed. You get yourself a burrito. And I've also heard this, but I've never done this, is you order chicken or whatever it is and you watch them scoop in the chicken and then you wait till they're done scooping and then you say could i do double chicken because then they have to match that amount of chicken whereas Uh, if you just say double chicken before they'll give you extra but not not quite as much yeah the full quantity that is owed to you exactly it's not totally double so you got to let them scoop the chicken when they've completed the chicken scooping then you say double Okay, that's that was exactly the tip that I was looking for. Uh, something that I do that's slightly high maintenance, but it's just a taste thing. As I always ask for white rice with no cilantro, and they have a different section where they open it up from that's not laid out in front of you. That they mm-hmm. will go to it that they really don't like getting it for you, but you end up with more rice that way because they get a little cup and they're like, "Is that good?" I go, "Can we do a little bit more rice?" And then they do a full another cup of rice, and then you're packing in that burrito. And then you just, you know, casually as I go in the line, I just go, <laughs> I'm that guy who just looks at them. That I look down at the food, and I look up at them, and I go, can I get, can I get a little bit more? <laughs> without, without charging, you know? Because you don't want, I don't, I never want the double. They're like, oh, do you want double? I go, no, 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 I just, just, just a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? Just like, come on, just a couple. And then they're like, all right. Okay. Yeah, just a little between you and me. I, I I do the same thing. I get extra rice, and I've sometimes I'll do this because I don't like beans. I'll say, "Can I get extra rice?" Because I'm not going to get beans. Like they give a fuck, but it, it does help. <laughs> they do give you extra rice because you're like, to me, I'm like, I'm owed extra rice because I'm not taking the beans. It's true. I mean, they look up at you and they're like, "No, this is a good guy." 
<laughs> whenever they hear that, that registers them. They're like, okay, that checks out with me. Yeah. So those are my those are my hot Chipotle tips. Hot Chipotle chips with Joe List. Uh, let's round it out with uh, this final segment. It's called Sax Talk. Oh, sax Talk. Joe is going to share a story of a sexual encounter. I'm going to play some sweet, sweet saxophone underneath. It uh, doesn't matter how graphic or innocent, whatever you're comfortable with, whenever you're ready, I will follow you along with this sweet, sweet saxophone. Take it away, Joe. Great. Uh, okay, so uh, one time I did a gig at uh, City Steam in Hartford, Connecticut. And um, after the gig, a woman came up to me, and she was a sexy woman, and she was quite a bit older than I was. And she said, uh, hey, why don't I take you back to my house? It's not too far away from here. And I said, uh, okay, I'm down for that. And um, we got in her car, and she had like a really sexy, uh, what do you call it? Like a um, sports car, you know? Like it was a bright red sports car situation. We got into it, and she started driving very, very fast. Um, too fast, like uh, 120 miles an hour, and she was playing Buck Cherry, uh, crazy bitch, like, uh, hey, you're a crazy bitch, but you fuck so good you're on top of it. And um, when we got... We got to her home, and um, she was a first-class kook, this lady, she put on Buck Cherry again. She loved that song. And when she was making love to me, she kept calling me a nerd. She, she would shove me into the bed and say, fuck me, you fucking nerd. <laughs> And then at one point, um, she said, if you don't come, I'm going to be pissed. And uh, that assured that I would not be coming. And uh, I could not come, and she tried really hard to make me come, and she started to get very, very upset with me for not coming. And then uh, eventually she just said, um, this was not what I expected. And she got me back in the car and drove me back to my hotel once again, weaving in and out of traffic at about 90 miles an hour. That's the end of the story. <laughs> I hope that's all right. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was exactly uh, was what I was a, looking for. Did I do all right? I was worried that I was eating no, it again. No, dude, it was great. Like uh, the Buck Cherry, like I was searching for <laughs> how to play Buck Cherry on the first 
half and then once <laughs> once i like found it i was like oh here we go take me down <laughs> that's so funny that that was her go-to like oh this is gonna set the mood but also for you it's setting the mood like i think this bitch is crazy <laughs> Yeah, she played it on repeat loud. And it was just that she's a crazy bitch. And it was too much sex. I, I used to do a bit about it, but it was like she was on top, like really just too much herky jerky movement where it was quite unpleasant. <laughs> just really getting yeah. in there. Yeah, it was horrendous. Um, but it was cool. She was sexy, but I, I think she wanted to like dominate me and I was just too, too nervous. Like she wanted someone. That looked nerdy, but was a little more into the shit. I was like, actually, like this sucks. Was that the only time you've been called nerd during sex? Yeah, I think so. I, I used to do a joke about it where I was like, well, I'm not actually a nerd. I just have glasses. Like I'm just like a skinny guy. I'm like I'm kind of <laughs> like I'm like I like sports. I'm a bad student. I don't like sci-fi. I don't play chess. I'm kind of like you know, I'm kind of an idiot, like athlete guy. <laughs> I just have bad vision. Why am I being lumped in with all these other nerds over here? Yeah, I'm like I, I don't like Star Wars. I don't. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. I just uh, I have you know crooked teeth and glasses. And this lady's just like you fucking nerd. You suck. And uh, I was I wasn't into it. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> it was it was a kind of strangely abusive, actually. <laughs> You're like now that I'm recalling this. Uh... Every time I hear a saxophone, I'm going to be haunted by this story now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a I'm a victim as I as I realize in this moment. Yeah, uh, dude, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I implore people to check out your new one hour special. I hate myself for free on YouTube. Is there anything else that you'd like to plug before you go? Um, no, that's it. I mean, you mentioned Tuesdays with stories. I do it every Tuesday with Mark. It's very silly and fun and funny. So check that out and check out. Uh, yeah, I hate myself on YouTube. It's right now you can go watch it right now heck yeah technically number one special in the world right now hell yeah heck yeah i'll take Thanks it. so much brother uh i hope to uh uh that we can cross paths soon uh in new york or la or uh you know at, at one of these festivals uh eventually so uh stay safe and uh appreciate your time same to you thanks jeremiah i appreciate it, man it was fun later buddy see you buddy